Hi there, welcome back. And I'd like to explain how I found myself um, crowned as a high priestess. And one time I was sleeping, you know, uh, from the ages of 14. And I was entering high school at this time. I was... Um, actually, what was going on was... You, like when you're entering a place you have to prepare for the transition and <clears throat> so I've just finished and completed my primary school primary studies and I'm sleeping and I find myself in this dark realm but this time it's a little bit brighter I find myself wearing a, a thin crown on my head and I'm wearing a long gown that look like a fish a fish gown uh, a fishnet gown and I was being accompanied by they look they were very dark beings they almost look like aliens you know what I mean like the ones that you've seen in movies and they were accompanying me and I understood they were like my bodyguards or something and I was with a uh, another high priest look like a high priest and we were discussing the kind of things that we were going to do in that kingdom and you know, the way we were going to divide the work, how we were going to, like, you know, deal with this next step. So it was such a, a long process, and there was a lot of discussion, and I was already, you know, exclusively kept aside for Satan, Satan's bride. But, okay, so from high school, things were starting to happen, and God was like, I don't think I want you to get too deep into this uh, kingdom. I want you to now start the process of getting out, coming out of this kingdom. And for me, it was not really getting into my head, my thick skull, that, you know, I have to start the journey of coming out of this the kingdom I was in. At that time, it's like, I don't know who put me there. I don't know if anyone is going to believe me. But I will explain to you in the next excerpt. Thank you so much. Hey there. Welcome back. I'm Lulu Nash at Creative Visionary. So let's continue. Um, at this point, uh, my, my main mission, I would like to discuss my main mission as a high priestess. And my main mission was destroying cities. Um, I would send fire in the spiritual realm when a city is on fire and on smoke because that was the main power I had to create um, the smoke and the fire which was actually it meant chaos and destruction everything that cities are usually targeted for by Satan um, mostly destruction um, many many things that makes a city unstable like when you say you want to go to the city of New York and people are like you have to take care of yourself because you know someone is gonna steal your purse someone is gonna take your wallet someone is gonna do this and you you might find yourself without these and that so this is how you know destruction is created it's like Satan city and I think you've seen these games that um, you know I know about the dragons not those ones but the ones that uh, represent cities and you can see the cities when they're in destruction completely, they're in darkness. In 
in reality these cities that are you're seeing through this video game are actual cities and there are very many things that exist in these cities that people don't see and demons pretty much disguise themselves among humanity they pretend to be good they pretend to be people their spirits walking among us who are not real human beings but have taken over other bodies they've snatched us other spirits from other bodies and have taken over the human race and it's more like the matrix i think you've watched the matrix all of it one two i don't know the resurrection the all those things that you call the matrix and very few you've seen that there are very few human beings who have awakened to the matrix and have realized oh my god we're living in a matrix and we need to wake up very few human beings realize that actually Satan is in control. He's controlling the whole world. He's under his sleeve and he can do whatever he wants. He can create chaos. And very few people who actually are awake to this reality are usually silenced. Most of them are silenced. Most of them are, you know, outcasts of society. Most of them don't even fit in with the crowd like me. <laughs> anyway, I have fit in with the crowd right now because... <clears throat> right now I'm just operating in you know um, in MIA mood <laughs> MIA you know mode and so just when you disguise yourself and you are like not really participating in whatever it is that humanity has to do that's the difference So many of you must be wondering why there's so so much chaos in this world today, because that's what it is. There are many, is magic behind it, bad magic, that these people who are in the spiritual realm know how to manipulate events behind our backs. We can't see what they're doing exactly, but the bad guys are there and they're real, whether you can see them or not, and they're controlling everything from behind. So. That was basically my mission as a high priestess. But as we continue in high school, the plan, God's plan was not for me not to get too deep into this um, realm. He actually wanted to get me out by the age of um, when I was in high school, okay? And also beyond high school in 2010. But before that, so in high school, I'm still having this great time and this being tells me he wants me to make a commitment. Uh, this being I was communicating to, he's called in the new age, these spirits, they referred to them as guardian guardians or um, spirit guides. You've heard of that term, I'm sure. You're familiar with it. So he would stop and tell me, well, I need you to make a choice because when you make this choice there's no going back you have to make this choice I didn't even know which choice that was because I was completely drunk in this realm and you can't see you can't even think well or think straight when you're in this realm so it was super like that so here I am making a decision of a lifetime and I am married to this spirit guide and you know he's so into me and for me it was more like 
I am married to this spirit and you know I can't just decide to have a relationship with someone else someone from this realm and I have to like keep the end of my bargain I have to be loyal I have to be faithful the faithful wife I have to be serious with this uh, commitment and that's exactly what I was doing that what I did from that day henceforth and so coming out of that deal or arrangement was going to be the hardest thing in my life so after this beyond what I was going through is something that I <sighs> when I was now in high school and this is what I'm going to explain as we continue what has happening to me in high school because I was in a very very empty space I wasn't being attacked anymore at this point in high school um, I wasn't really being attacked that much or getting myself into fights or things like that or going to bloody parties or attending black masses or white masses those things that they do to sacrifice either lambs or children or people I never attended any of that but I was very much part of being you know the overall seer of everything that was taking place in the kingdom so my life right now because you know sometimes when you start a journey to leave a place where you promise to be committed to in you know quotes or something it's really hard for you to like live in the normal world sanely believe me um, many people will be turned against you you have many enemies even your own family will be your greatest enemy Everyone who you thought was friends with you, everyone who you've met in your life, many people who you've met, you just realize that they were just being used by the enemy, that they're just pawns in this game, in this Satan's game. So that's how basically things are. So I'll explain as we continue within this chapter. Thank you so much and stay tuned. Hi there. I was... Okay, so after, okay, during the time when I was a priestess, it was a time when I was oblivious to the situation on earth because I believed I was a high in a high place, a high power, and nobody could touch me. No one could, you know, come near me. I had the power, all the, all the power that I wanted to have in my life, and I was in control as I thought, you know, in my mind, you know, twisted mind, that I was in control of every situation as a high priestess. And it reached a time when I was in high school. Now, I want to start from high school because I first, when I went to this school, um, it was a girl's school, a Catholic school. It was, I was, uh, I was in involved and I was I had so many theories in my mind books that I was reading both inspiring books you know uh, I think God wanted to get me out of the occult in high school but I was reluctant all I ever did was okay I felt that there were doors that God was closing in my life of the occult I had stopped practicing so I was no longer the kind of high priestess that Satan was expecting me to be. 
So I kind of came out of that place, situation, and it was devastating to that kingdom. But I didn't see it at the time. So God had uh, won me over for, for a while, okay, since high school, um, out of the occult for a while. I'm saying for a while because that time it didn't last that long because I was out of the occult for like maybe four years. Uh, that time being in high school and you're concentrating on your studies, you want to win, you want to, you know, pass your exams. So yes, that period and from form two, because that's where I started the school, from one, two, and till form four, because uh, in Africa, we don't know, usually have this grade system, grade one, I don't know, to eight. So there's usually just uh, high school, we call them form one, form two, form four. So form two, when I was in form two, everything was going so well. I didn't have any kind of problems. All I knew is that I was struggling. I, I used to cut myself, actually, um, my wrist. Uh, there are even marks that I have. And I, I used to feel good cutting myself with razor blade. The kind of, you know, when you cut yourself, I would feel like it's sweet to cut myself. It was not okay. Okay, it was demonic. And since I was still in that process where I was, the, the powers inside me, the demons were just reacting to everything that is going on. And I would write really bad letters and I would... Um, you know, because of the way my childhood was, I had been so much neglected by my family. I had no support. I had nothing. So it was really a bitter situation for me. So even if um, God had started the journey of trying to get me out of the occult, I was still 50-50. But at this point... God was closing those doors, the occultic doors, and opening a new chapter in my life in high school. And for that time, I was like, a time, okay, so this, this uh, I was in a Catholic school, don't forget. And for me, when I was a Protestant, I was in PC, I had been taught that the Catholic Church is full of idolatry. And I had been taught how to, you know, to just keep off. Uh, the Catholic Church, they had the litanies, the liturgies, and all these um, prayers they would say, Hail Mary. I actually, personally, I hated saying those prayers. I just was avoiding to say those prayers. I was avoiding to be involved. Okay, what, what, I, what I see in this church, okay, and I'm not saying... Uh, I'm not saying about... Um, the saints and the Blessed Mother and Jesus. I'm not talking about what I, you know, the Catholics believe in those things, okay? And they have been praying Hail Mary since the beginning. But what I'm saying is that there was a kind of repetition of prayers that I was just didn't like. I was I didn't like repeating prayers you know i think you understand what i mean when i say repeated prayers where you're just praying but there's no action like there's no meditation in between the prayers there's no reflection of what this 
prayers mean or what um you know in between there's usually like a long pause like you're meditating on the prayers and there was no meditation it was like a complete recital it's like you're reciting a poem or reciting scripture you know what i mean like it was really weird to me it was like oh god i don't think i just didn't like the way the prayers were i just didn't like the way we would go for mass every time it was like a routine so it's like every morning every evening yes we go for mass and then but the attitude of the nuns the attitude of the people around the fathers the the, the teachers and all those people it was just really demeaning it was just a very bad attitude it's not like the holy spirit was in them when they were praying i didn't see any of that so i didn't really feel the need to ref to want to be a catholic at that time but i felt well i would like to be a nun i think nuns you know oh they they, they live such a beautiful life and in high school i was in this uh catholic uh girls school our lady of ludes i didn't even know who ludes was or what it meant to be you know to uh what ludes meant okay at the time and i didn't really have the interest to dig or to research because i was used to researching many things spiritual um physical everything around me to just test everything i would test everything so it was really something that it was just not something that i liked getting myself involved with that much although i was like well i would like to be a sister one day but i don't know how you become a nun you know you just don't know anything like that we had this uh we used to go to a sister school called mary immaculate sister school and it was a very nice we had also our mary immaculate church just right next to the school and we i used to enjoy the way the nuns were just um encouraging us and giving us spiritual you know boosters <laughs> you know what i mean and it was fun and but when it came to the prayers and the way they were reciting this um you know the lamp of god who takes away the sins of the world it was just like um a routine it was not something like coming from the heart because when someone prays from the heart you can tell and you can relate and you can even join when they're praying it from the heart because you can sense the holy spirit in them so this was the situation at that time and i i just i shut off every time we went for prayers and all that i just shut off i went deep inside myself and i meditated inside inwardly and i tried praying with all the rest the catholics you know the catholics and and i used to wonder why they always used to put um necklaces there that looks like you know rosaries and with a cross and i was like okay those are just images and there were images there there's the image of the blessed mother there's the cross at the mass and you know those who are catholics would go and take mass they would take the eucharist i had no idea what that was or what, okay I, I knew in the protestant it was holy communion and they used for us we were used to taking things like okay bread you know bread that is cut we'd never had i had never seen a host and why 
the Catholic Church made hosts instead of bread. So that was not really, it was out of my depth. I couldn't understand anything to do with the Catholic Church. And trust me, I was not even keen in praying the rosary or anything of the sort. Because I felt, you know, that wasn't in me. But God was like trying to get me out of the occult and trying to teach me personally in scriptures, you know, about him. He was trying to make me understand who he is. Because at that time, I, I just was not really a spiritual person as such, you know, godly spiritual person. So you can understand that for me, I I had, I was coming out of a situation and prayers to Satanists were serious and they used to meditate. And so when I, when I was like seeing this Catholic church, I was like, Satan loves recitals. He, he loves listening to recitals. So in convents, you know, in um, a coven, which is of a witch, they usually recite um, these satanic prayers and it's, they're used to it and it works for them. And so when I was like seeing people in the Catholic Church reciting prayers like the whole the Hail Mary and all this Lamp of God, the litanies, all these prayers that they usually say, it was like, what is going on? Like, are these people blind? They can't see. They need to like, you know, improve on that and the prayers because seriously, they're just reciting prayers that. It's not really like they're praying, praying, you know, with meaningfulness or with the heart, with the spirit of God inside of them. So it was like there's no difference between what covens are doing and what the church, Catholic Church is doing. The reciting of stuff in the satanic realm is just almost the same with what the Catholic Church is doing. So that was really, really something that was really you know very scary even but um when i was in class i felt a wind coming from the class at one time it was on saturday um and i felt a fire come inside of me and i felt the fire began to increase and i and because of the many sins that i had in my life I felt God was cleansing me using that fire. I didn't understand quite what the fire was because I wanted to scream out because I was like, oh my God, I'm in fire. I'm in the fire. You know, you're in the fire of God. You know, he's going to cleanse this dirt in your heart and you will, and you're not really, nobody else has ever like experienced such. Very, very few have and, and throughout the Christian, you know, world, People have a very few experiences with the Holy Spirit. And for me, I was one of those. And I was like, what's going on here, God? I don't understand. I don't understand why I'm in fire. And I felt like God was cleansing me. And, and I felt like all the sins that I had, all the dirt inside of me, the burdens, was just being removed. And I was being cleansed. So I started feeling more clean in my heart. Because I had been so dirty and dirtified by the occult and that world, the kingdom of Satan. And I'm very sure that it caused ripples and effects in Satan's kingdom. So it was very 
uh, a very nice experience uh, but at the same time a bit scary to me but at the same time I was feeling comfort and God was giving me self-control and after the fire began to drift away I felt a, a, a warmth fill my heart and a blanket just covered my whole body and covered my heart and my spirit I could feel everything and it was very interesting I never told anyone because I really thought that yeah these people who are Christians have experienced such things so I am now one of them I guess so I was like okay God okay whatever it is you want to say or you want to bring to me I'm ready for it I'm ready to you know listen to you I'm ready to listen to your word uh, although I've not been th- that keen in praying and in you know being very discerning uh, that spirits around me so it was a new experience for me and it went on like that and I started seeing visions of people and in these visions I was not alone because um, there was a this lady a, a, another young lady uh, student in who had just started form one and you see I was going to finish you know uh, exams at that time the form four and she was I think she was in form two she was going form two and she wanted also like she wanted to commit suicide at that time and I stopped her from like committing suicide and say well you have a long life ahead of you you're still young and you and you know even if you your dad is not together with your mom you know there's still something that God has a purpose for you and I convinced her and I know Satan wasn't happy about it and so he tried to stop this connection that I was having with this girl and which was a spiritual connection because I was like trying to tell this lady well, don't commit suicide it's Satan telling you to commit suicide because I had come from the other side okay and I was like don't do it because Satan is the one who wants to kill you he just doesn't want you here <laughs> and you know I thought it was not much to tell somebody things like that <laughs> you know people would have thought well you really are a crazy person and you, you should go to the mental hospital because people don't talk like that at all to people not unless you're a complete Christian or pastor who knows what is attacking someone and who is you know when you especially when you're in the spirit so it was really just a, a big a start ex- of experience for me to start telling this lady that she had to stop what she was doing and she believed me and she and I and I told her at uh, one time I told her well you know I would, I would request that you start praying you start joining a spiritual prayer group and that's what I was starting to do to encourage this lady so that she stops thinking about you know suicidal thoughts and I thought, well, you know, I hope that she listens to me. And she began to cling on to me and say, and she would come and ask me questions. And and she was like, something is happening to the world. And that's what I would tell her, actually. I would tell her, like, yeah, something is happening to the world. The world really is in need of waking up. It's blind. It's blind to Satan. They need to wake up. I had a book I was reading. There was uh, this book called He Sets the Captives Free, which I really was reading uh, this book. But Satan didn't want me to touch that book at all. It was like, you're not going to read that book. You're not going to do that at all. So it was hard for me to even reach half of the book 
to read that book because I would like reach a point and I would feel something else taking over and I would stop reading. I would feel attacked. I would feel mentally like something is loading me so heavily in my mental situation, my mental stages. And it was a, a really difficult situation at the time. But anyway, God helped me to overcome it. And I was also reading a book called The Mark of the Beast. <laughs> you know, my dad used to have all these books. Um, he used to go to Branham's church and he had all these books about Mark of the Beast, <clears throat> uh, Seventh Day Adventist uh, books. Although I didn't understand those books or what they meant, I, I, I also had been given a book called The Great Controversy by my friend who was a Seventh Day Adventist. Uh, the Great Controversy, I'm sure you've heard of it, by Ellen G. White. I would read this, those books and I would feel inspired. I would feel like I'm heading the right path. I need to know what's going on in the world. I need to know what's going on in church. I need to know what's happening. You know, I was also learning about the church in Rome. And I was really, in in that situation, I was like, God, this world must be so twisted. <laughs> And the church too but i just didn't get it at the time i thought that i had enough support you know spiritually mentally physically i thought i had all the support that i could have but with time like after high school i just lost that support and even when i even if i wanted to be a nun or a sister i was like well who could actually lead me to such a path because i don't even know how to be a sister or a nun or anything like that and furthermore, I was having, you know, 50-50 half-thoughts of being a part of the Catholic Church. And I was imagining myself reciting prayers every day without, like, any kind of meditation within myself and just reflecting on God. And I was like, when do you ever have time to reflect on God if you're continuously reciting prayers from morning till evening or at night? And there's no break in between. And I was like, I don't know if I can endure being a, a nun or a sister. Because even today, I've just realized that I don't think I want to be a nun. I don't, I don't want any situation that will put me in that situation. Like the one that Sister Lucia got, found herself in. And other nuns who have found themselves in such situations. They became nuns and they felt like they were in prison. And I'm like, I, I wouldn't want that kind of situation living isolated from the world for the rest of my life and i'm like i may be isolated at this point but at least i'm not isolated like around me in that way like i i am free to enjoy nature i am free to enjoy divine the divine presence of god the holy spirit i'm free to enjoy the angels like appearing to me or jesus appearing and blessed mother appearing to me i am free to enjoy the supernatural blessings that God is giving me so I am not enclosed and if anything was to happen or I was to experience anything like the way like the people of the past have experienced like Padre Pio or Sigmata or anything like that it wouldn't be weird to me and it it may look weird to the church and they'll be like you're faking this thing and you don't know what and maybe you're just a simple nun, maybe you're a sister and you're in the convent and people are just like, we know you, I, I think you're not even, why should you be used by God? I mean, they're going to be lots of questions, but when you're outside, you can be able to like 
hide everything in a way that there's no you're not keep uh, making that attention to be on you instead what you go through will be only between you and Jesus and the blessed mother and that's exactly what I'm gonna do if anything happens in between my life you know as I continue with my life there's no way that I'm going to like go run into pastors or priests or nuns or sisters and tell them oh the blessed mother appeared to me again oh the blessed mother appeared to me Oh, Jesus appeared to me or oh yes I'm experiencing this stigma or I'm experiencing something or oh, the deep five wounds of Jesus I'm experiencing I don't think I'm gonna do that to run to those people because I have been taught lessons that and even when you go to new places you get to learn a lot you get to learn so many things that you were doing in the past that you stopped doing as you continue with your life because this is a world which does not believe in the supernatural and I, who wants to live in a church or in the world where I mean mostly in the church where the supernatural is just not acceptable okay it's not treated as a natural phenomenon okay like like when you say it's naturally supernatural like you're living the supernatural lifestyle and everyone around sees it's a normal occurrence everyday thing miracles are everyday thing i mean that's the kind of world i want to live in i don't want to live in a situation where you're in a church and and things are happening to you in your life that are good and everyone else is just being skeptical about your life and and I don't think that's the kind of situation I want to live anymore. I, I used to like, you know, whenever something was happening or had a dream or I had a vision, I would run to the pastor and tell him, oh, pastor, I had a dream. I had a vision. And I'm like, oh, God, <laughs> mostly from 2019, 2018 has been the biggest lessons for me because Jesus was actually getting me out of the church. He's telling me you need to leave these churches. They're not they're not they're not following my way they're not in scripture they're not in the right way they're not in the right path you need to leave so it's kind of like something that you have to like uh put yourself you know you have to be very smart and, and you have to be very keen in this world and a lot and watchful as jesus has always been telling us we need to be watchful we need to be a lot we need to be discerning Cause you can't go run into people everyone hey i just had a vision of blessed mother I, it's not gonna happen it's not gonna work in this world i used to do that <laughs> i used to run i was like oh my god i want to see this priest i want to see this father oh it was just crazy oh i want to see this nun i want to talk to this nun maybe they'll listen to me i used to think that that's the way to do things but i realized no it's not if Jesus came and he was trying to like show people the right way and the Pharisees who were actually priests and pastors and the big, big, you know, five there, the scribes, and they were like writers of religious uh, scriptures and all that, experts in theological studies and all that. And when Jesus came, they were like, this one is controlled by the devil himself. And you're expecting to actually trust those people and actually to go and ask them for advice. And I would ask you to just hold your horse and just step back and actually, first of all, just look at the side where God is because that's where the right path is. 
Because if we go on and depend and rely on priests, pastors, and fathers, and all these people in our lives, it's just going to be a big disaster. I mean, it's a great lesson that we're learning. So, <laughs> you know, even when I was learning about this Our Lady of Lourdes, Our Lady of Fatima, you just realize, oh my God, these kids may have been seeing the Blessed Virgin, but if everyone else wasn't seeing the Blessed Virgin, then it would have been, you know, people were just not believing it, yeah? Even the Pope himself wasn't believing it. The fathers, the priests, they were just like, oh, just leave the child alone. You know, there's just a big, huge imagination. That's what my parents have been telling me. My mom used to tell me all the time, oh, you're just having a huge imagination. You just have a huge, when I was young, I used to tell them that I'm seeing angels, I'm seeing Jesus, I'm seeing everything that I could tell them that was supernatural that I was seeing or even Satan and everything. And they were like, oh, you have such a huge imagination. You just have a big imagination. That is just your imagination, honey. It's nothing really real. It's it's nothing real. You know, the supernatural, this angels and all that, they only exist in the Bible. Oh, my God. And I was like, what? <laughs> you know, and you're a child and you're like, someone tries to discourage you. Um, I never got discouraged. In fact, it gave me even more morale. It gave me even more uh, push to go and find, you know, seek God more. The more they denied me, the more I sought God. And I was like, oh, well, these people are just not right. <laughs> Something is not right. I need to find out what it is that is not happening with these people. Because these people go to church every Sunday. And why are they telling me these things if they go to church every Sunday? Sometimes you just have these questions that you have to ask yourself all the time. Like, Jesus said, if you follow me, everything um, that I do, you can do. You will do. You will heal the sick. You will deliver the, the demoniacs, the people who are in, afflicted by demons. You will walk like I walk. You will talk like I talk. There's nothing that is going to make you like fear the world. You're not going to fear the world. If someone is trying to poison you, you, you will be unpoisonable. Even if you drink that poison, you'll be fine. You'll be okay. I mean, God was just like, Jesus was like, you can be as I am. That is what he was telling people. But it, people, those people, the Pharisees, the Sadducees, and all those lay people, only the poor people could actually believe sometimes and follow Jesus. Not all of them, though. And so it was hard for these people to understand that they could be like Jesus. They're like, oh, Jesus is trying to make himself God. How dare he? He's a blasphemer. He's a He's, he's committing, you know, a sin against God. I mean, this is how these priests and pastors and fathers behave today. They just talk like that. Like, you, you tell them, like, oh, I saw the Blessed Virgin told me to tell you this. Oh, you can go to hell with your blessed whatever, and you can stay there, okay? And don't come here again. I have things to do. I'm so busy. I just don't have time for you. It's the same thing. Jesus goes to this... Um, in scripture and tells this uh this this big people like oh you should follow me i, I have uh, prepared a banquet for you and one of them is like oh no i'm buying land oh no i have cows to buy too oh i have a wed i have to bury my father i can't go with you jesus i can't it's the same thing that people are doing today yeah 
you're telling them, well, you need to listen. That's what I was trying to do. Like, I was going to the pastors, going to the priest, going to the brother. Like, you have to listen. She's saying this. She's saying that. I'm like, oh, no, no. We don't want to hear. You can go back to where you came from. Go and find a house and go and look at, you know, go. As in, they were so bad, so bitter. And they were behaving exactly like the Pharisees and the Sadducees and the scribes. They were just behaving the same way, like even worse, like Herod. Because <laughs> Herod was like, what? The king is being born here in Bethlehem? You need to find him. Oh, I want to just pay my respects. Instead, he was just planning to kill him. <laughs> this is how this church behaves today. And I, I mean, I can't blame I can't, I, it's just, the scriptures just predicted that these things would happen to the church, and they're happening. So, in this time, during the high school, it's my time of learning how, how okay, how I can, you know, to follow Jesus, to follow scripture, to read scripture, because I had never even opened the Bible. Yeah, it was just a new beginning for me, and... Also, God was sending help from Scotland. There were these tourists who had gone back to Scotland. And they were missionaries. They came back as missionaries in Kenya. And it was like uh, God had sent them. And this is where now I have also bigger problems with these people. <laughs> bigger issues. Because at this stage, I'm learning how to discern spirits. Uh, God has given me the gift of discerning spirits. And... You know, the gift of being alert and watchful and, you know, that time. And I'm like, whenever Satan is trying to tempt me, I am starting to, like, resist him and saying, no, you're no longer going to control me, Satan. Now God is in charge. He's in control of my life now. You stay away from me. So <laughs> I was learning to do that because a lot had been happening. And the sisters were like, <clears throat> you're being influenced by a bad, bad, bad people Everyone had started turning against me, my mother, everyone around me. It was just a catastrophe. But God, I, God was my strength and I was holding on to him. And more, more uh, experiences, more things were yet to come. And I'll continue with this in the next uh, yeah, little short clip that I'm going to release. So stay tuned.